Hey there, this is Daniel. Thanks for listening to DIY Money. Now, if you haven't already, be sure to give us a five-star review so your friends know that this is a show that they can learn from. Follow us on Instagram at DIY.money. Now, enjoy this episode. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. You're listening to another edition of DIY Money. That's a little different. DIY Money. Money. Well, it just keeps going, doesn't That's it? That's my late night, boys. Classic Trump and Function. I bet you know it word for word. Sounds oh, weird. I know, but this is our third podcast today. Woo! I'm on fumes. Energy's waning. Yeah, it is. It is. I was fired up to begin with. Now I'm like, whoa. Sorry, Katie. Yeah, Katie. Katie's our question today. Hey, a couple of housekeeping odds and ends. Um, Instagram, DIY.money. Instagram. Check that out. Some fun stuff going on over there. You doing any coffee talk? Not for a while, right? No, we pressed pause on that. We're trying to think of what other um, fun things we can do on that. We didn't. We don't want to get stale. We want to be like the HBO of content creators. You know, like HBO does a series, but like while the series is still really good, they cut it. Yeah. They don't. They don't yeah, let it fizzle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't let it fizzle. Um, so Coffee Talk was going well. We had some amazing guests on. Uh, and honestly, it just stole all of Friday afternoon. So that was the other the other downer of it. I get it. it. took a lot of effort to uh, to put that on. So, um, But yeah, we're trying to think of what other creative kind of things we can do. And we'll probably reinvigorate those from time to time as we interact with some other content creators that we want to um, highlight or hear their stories or when we... When we have something we want to say, we typically just throw the camera on and talk, and that's a lot easier to produce. There you go. Uh, the Tribe on Facebook. Check that out. A lot of uh, fun stuff going on in there. Uh, the website, DIYMoney.org, where we are putting up blog posts from questions that we receive. Uh, by now, the registration is full for the DIY Money Boot Camp in June. We might have another one of those later in the summer. Or fall, we'll see. Uh, I don't know. It's about it. Not, not else going on. Podcast blowing up. I mean, it just keeps blowing up. I mean, the numbers are ridiculous. People have money questions. It's awesome. Share it with your friends. I mean, I, I just, I can't wait to see where this goes. If you're an early adopter, if you've been listening for a while, thank you. I mean, really appreciate it. Really, I, I mean, it's just unbelievable. So share it with your friends. Uh, we'll see what happens. It's going to be fun to see how this thing evolves and grows over time. All right, let's go. We got a question from Katie. Kelly? Katie. 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 We got a question from Katie today about stocks and investing. I love it. Katie, what do you got? D-I-Y. Hey there, my name's Katie. I'm from Washington State. Um, I had a couple questions today about the stock market. Uh, just wondering what are some good maybe websites or tools to use to research when's a good time to buy and sell stocks, what stocks should I be investing in, how to know if that's a good, wise investment based on their track record, and then also are penny stocks even a worthwhile option? I hear a lot about those, but I don't know a whole lot about them, and so maybe just kind of a general um, stock market overview would be really helpful. Thanks. Wow. How do we do that in 13 minutes? This is going to be interesting. Good question. I'm so, kind of on the spot here. I didn't prepare. I, I mean, in that I well, didn't pull out resources, so I'm curious your, what you say. What's your best resource, book or otherwise, on getting started in stock investing? Do you have any? I mean, I always go to Bogle's book, um, but that's, I mean. What is his book? Um, it's like the little book on investing or whatever. Uh, but, I mean, not to ruin it for everybody, but it 
he founded Vanguard Index Fund. So mm-hmm. very index based. <laughs> the the conclusion of the book is primarily invest in index funds, which is not what Katie's asking. Uh, I can't remember if uh, Bernstein's four pillars of investing was is it was building a diversified portfolio, but I think he's still going to say go with funds, uh, not individual stocks. So I'm trying off the top of my head quickly to think about what is a good like value. There's quite a few good books on sort of like getting into individual stock investing, whether or not that's what you ought to do or is the best for your financial plan. It's a whole nother discussion. But if you're interested in getting started in stocks, I mean, you know, what resources to start looking at stocks is sort of jumping ahead because first you have to kind of set a goal. You got to figure out what you want to invest in, why you want to invest in it. And for that, you really have to do some education on what type of investor you are when it comes to individual stocks. Here's what I share with kids that are starting with me at the university and they're asking this specific question. I, I say to them, there first of all, there is a plethora of information. So as we become more of a trusted source for our podcast listeners, this is going to be something that we take on as as a task to, to sort of create a, uh, a a library of concepts and background. In fact, I'm uh, there's a, a podcast listener who during the pandemic wrote a book, a basics uh, of investing book, and uh, wanted to potentially get on the podcast. I told him I got to read it first. Uh, I'm, I don't know, I'm four or five chapters in. It's a good basic, you know, so far. I'm mm-hmm. waiting for him to just knock like any advisor because <laughs> I'm going to be like, wait a second, dude, I'm in this business, you know? So anyways, but, but you know, there's no shortage of information out there. I mean, there's it's everywhere you turn. So what I like to share with the kids is once you sort of start wading through the information there's some there's some personalities that you might resonate towards that you could then learn from and i would stick to that so for example your personality katie might be that you are okay being super patient and you are okay you know buying a company learning about the company and thinking of it as if you are the real owner of that company, right? So I go back to when I was 10 years old, got or 12 years old, got shares in McDonald's, and that was the first impression to me was, I'm an owner of the company. Like, I own part of this McDonald's franchise. Uh, the other day, I posted in the tribe, I was like, I, I just hired 74,500 people that work for me now. And and the, the quip was is that I bought Pfizer stock as a dividend play. And I was like, you know what? I, I just hired 74,500 people. That's how many people employed by Pfizer, according to Google. Uh, and you know what? They're going to work hard every day for my 4% dividend. And so my, my point in saying that was I'm an owner of the company. Well, that that what I'm speaking there is very Buffett-like. Warren Buffett, one of the greatest investors mm-hmm. of all time, he's a, he's, a, he's a value investor. His concept is buy a stock as if you're owning the whole company. And so to go down that path... There's a plethora of information. And my favorite, I have two, my favorite is a book his daughter wrote called Buffettology. Mm -hmm. Mary Buffett wrote the book called Buffettology. I believe, out of all the works I've read, it is the greatest look into how he and Charlie Munger evaluate their investments. So that's a book, a resource for you. There is also, and this is just an unbelievable, it's like sitting with him at a fireside chat, every year Berkshire Hathaway, the company that that they run, 
uh, puts out an annual letter. And his letters over the years, you can you can literally go back and read every single one for free on Berkshire Hathaway's website, or you can buy it in a book on Amazon for hundreds of dollars. But you can go back; it's free on the website, and you can read every every letter through every year that Warren Buffett has written. So, if that is something that you resonate with, then that's a resource. And I think that if that's your temperament and personality, awesome. Okay, mm-hmm. number one, that's great. Let's say you're like, yeah, that's great for like my grandfather, but I don't care about owning Coca-Cola or buying the intrinsic value of Chevron or whatever. I want to make money tomorrow. Well, then you got more of a trading appetite. And in my personal opinion, the, the, the greatest trader who has a plethora of, of sort of information out there is a gentleman by the name of Bill O'Neill. Bill O'Neill founded Investor's Business Daily. That's actually a newspaper, and now it's kind of a resource, a data hub, etc. And Investor's Business Daily is more of a trading sort of mantra, and they combine fundamentals with technicals to technical trading, which is just kind of like um, looking at pictures, per se, or charts to give you entries and exits of, of stocks. But Bill O'Neill did a tremendous amount of work in quantifying his strategy. He wrote a book called How to Make Money in Stocks. How to Make Money in Stocks is probably the the Bible of mm-hmm. technical sort of IBD, Investor's Business Daily type trading. So that's a great resource. So these are two dynamically different strategies that I believe once you determine your personality, you go headlong into those. Maybe you explore both of them and you say, you know what, I'm more geared towards this or this. Mm -hmm. Now, that being said, okay, there's gazillions of other information out there. But I would say those two are very good, trusted sources that you can sort of land on for a long period of time. Now, here's what you don't do, okay? And this drives me bat bleep crazy. You don't follow the ads that show up on your Facebook page that, oh, Billionaire investor says to buy this stock now because it's going up a gazillion percent. Garbage. All right. Garbage. Garbage alert. Well, if they're paying to advertise it, then you're the consumer or you're the product. I'll tell you something right now. Investing, buying equities, one of the most humbling and hardest pursuits in the world. The barriers to entry are zero. So you could literally open an account and start buying stock Mm -hmm. tomorrow. So the idea, the perception is this is easy. It is not. It is not. So please, please, please avoid all the get-rich-quick schemes that are out there that will vie for your attention. Okay? Now, those are two basic resources. I look forward. Mm -hmm. Those are two basic camps, though. Camps, thank you. Investing and trading. Can you concisely, just for listeners, sort of concisely define what you would consider investing versus trading. You kind of described both of them, but is there sort of a concise way to sum up, like this is trading and this is investing? I would say time frame probably okay. is is the clear variable that, that differentiates the two. Bill O'Neill could be in a stock for a day. Mm-hmm. I mean, literally, if he bought a stock and was stopped out, meaning he has a 7% stop rule, and if it was stopped out the next day, he's out, gone, done. Mm-hmm. And that would be a 24-hour hold period. Warren Buffett's philosophy is you could shut the market down for 10 years. He wouldn't care 
because as long as he owns quality companies in 10 years, they're going to not only have executed and made money, but his portfolio is going to rise in, in value. So I would say the key variables, time frame, there's Makes a sense. plethora of others. Sure. But those are two camps. I very much look forward to spending a considerable amount of time on this subject matter because it's studying history and there's so many other fun characters mm-hmm. out there to study. Jesse Livermore, guy who made, you know, $100 million in the Depression and the crash of 29. Nic- Nicholas Darvis, who made mm-hmm. $2 million as a, a traveling dancer, mm-hmm. right? He was, I mean, just characters, unbelievable, fun characters to learn about. It's the greatest, it's the greatest business in the world. That'll get you started, Katie, though. Uh, and again, I, I think it's not so much as what to go down the path of, it's what to avoid. Just avoid the nonsense. Avoid the garbage. Mm-hmm. There's no easy get-rich-quick scheme out there. Yep. It'll work at all. Really quickly, what's the difference between penny stocks and stocks? Um, so by definition, mm-hmm. I think, uh, it's been a long time since I took the securities exam. Maybe Logan can chime in. Penny stocks are actually stocks that trade under a dollar, by definition. A, a, a stock mm-hmm. is, any stock that trades under a dollar is considered a penny stock. However, that's not what we would deem as common terminology. In in our world, because you could have a stock that trades under a dollar or whatever, and it not be a penny stock in our mm-hmm. world what that means is it's not on a legitimate exchange one of Le- the big one of the big exchanges. new york stock exchange american stock exchange or the nasdaq so those are the three primary exchanges for equities if if it is not traded on an exchange that is that is those one of those three mm-hmm. we would deem that the terminology is a penny stock. The irony is it could be $5 and traded on a bulletin board somewhere, but we'd still deem it a penny stock. So there's a kind of a academic definition, and then there's kind of a terminology definition. The story behind that, because they're not listed, they don't have as much disclosure, so they're a lot more opaque of a company. Uh, why do people invest in them? Because they can move very quickly based upon uh, rumors, forums, things on social media, Stay away. and so forth. So it looks like you can make really good money really quickly um, if you're on the right side of it. But practical reality is they're very super volatile, very speculative. It's like, it can very much be like going to Vegas rather than sort of the investing and or sometimes the trading side even. So. I would stay far, far away from penny stocks. Far, far away from them, period. Anyways. There we go. Excellent. Good. Great question, Katie. I, you know, you're embarking on a pursuit that should never end. I learn things in the market every single day. Um, so you can learn from, and today day, today's day and age with social media, I mean, you can follow great investors today. I mean, there's this guy on Twitter, Jewel CIO, J-O-U-L-E, CIO. He's, right. He's yeah. pretty good. <laughs> uh, but you can follow great investors today, and you can see what they're doing. You can you can even con- converse with them. It's just it's it's such an amazing world we live in today. So I, I applaud your efforts. Great question. We'll send you a $25 Amazon gift card. Maybe you can buy it at you know, vesting book or something and get you get you started on your way. Oh my dear Katie, you're going to be all right. All right, friends. Uh Remember, the secret to wealth is very simple. Live on less than you make. Invest the rest. Do your homework if you look to uh, invest other other places other than standard index funds, etc. Learn learn about this amazing, amazing uh, business that, that we're all in or all have the ability to, to be in. And do so for a very long time. Make it a great one. Thanks for listening to this episode of the show. If you want content delivered to you regularly, be sure to follow us on Instagram at DIY.money. And if you want your questions aired on the show, be sure to send that to us and you'll get 
$25 Amazon gift card. This show is for entertainment and educational purposes only and is not intended as personal financial advice. Before making any financial decision, please do your homework and consult a financial advisor as needed.